Everyone who isn't us is an enemy. Storms come and go. The big fish eat the little fish, and I keep on paddling. The day will come when you think you are safe and happy and your joy will turn to ashes in your mouth. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one of the Game of Thrones extra episode Oh, of the Sith List. <laughs> I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and the guys that were here, we just finished watching Game of Thrones with me. The one and only Carlos Buarguel. And the man they call Champ, Mr. Less is More. Crunch, crunch. Gonzalez. That's right. <laughs> We're doing that twice today. So obviously, guys, you've probably heard our last episode, episode 54, with the great Steel Saunders. We couldn't pack in another 30, 40 minutes of voicemails, emails, and Game of Thrones talk. So we decided to make this mini episode for all our Game of Thrones fans. And people that emailed us and voicemailed us. So we'll do a quick little episode and have that out as well. So thank you for doing a, uh, well, thank you for listening to us yes. and, <laughs> and, uh, and all that great stuff. So we really, really, really appreciate it. So we just watched Game of Thrones episode number six in the season seven catalog. Yeah. The penultimate episode. Yeah. Yes. Penultimate episode. And it was a doozy. Oh man. Some shit happened. Some shit goes down. Right. And it was, I know last week's episode, some people thought it was a letdown after we saw the dragons go crazy, but I think this picked it up right where we left off. What'd you guys think about this episode? Boo, go ahead. Oh, it was incredible. Wait, first of all, we, we're going to spoil the shit out of this you episode. Like, that's what this whole I'm sorry. Thing Thank you for pausing. <laughs> we're going to spoil the shit out of this episode. So if you do not want to listen to a bunch of spoilers for this episode, we're not going to mess with that next episode. We don't know anything that's going on there. Mm. We didn't watch the leaks or any of that. But this episode will have emails, voicemails about Game of Thrones, specifically this episode. This current episode, yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to not know what's going on, please turn it off now. And then just listen to the Steel Saunders one. Yep. Episode 54. And then thank you so much. We really appreciate it. So on three, one, two, and three. Go ahead, Boo. Just your general uh, opinion about this episode. Oh, it was great because uh, although episode four had a ton of dragon and so did this episode, this one even has more dragons, but I think this episode might be on par or a little bit better because it has uh, a ton of hand-to-hand combat. Well, Weapon on weapon combat, but they're, they're, they're fighting the undead. You know, they're, they're on a, this tiny island rock thingy over, you know, surrounded by ice and the undead's coming straight at them. It was just incredible to see. It was amazing. Yeah. It was unbelievable. What did you think about? I think that it was great because it ran the spectrum of emotions for us. So it oh, took true. us, I mean, it was just a lot of desperation and then a lot of tension, a lot of anger, a lot of, Revenge, you wanted, there was a revenge factor. Now let's go get them. We want to take these people down. Uh, even a moment of, of emotional connection between Daenerys and John, there was just so, it just went all over the place as far as 
moments of heroism, death, just loss, just they. This is an episode where they dragged us through it all, and and it was great because of what they did. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought this episode was on par to the, just like Boo said, the episode prior, not this last one, but the one before where the dragons go ape shit and go crazy, and we finally see the dragons really do what they do. I thought when the dragons came in and started causing havoc, I almost started crying, for God's sake. I told Boo, and, I said, I think I'm going to start crying. And the key word there is dragons. Dragons. All three of them, which is awesome. It was so cool. And again, special effects, unbelievable. And we're going to get into specific details of the episode. So we're going to do that. But we're going to listen to our man, our boy, Ollie. What's and, up, Ollie? What's up, Ollie? And we're going li- to play his voicemail. And we're going to talk about his little voicemail. We, we're not, we weren't allowed to listen to it whatsoever because it was about this episode. So, here is Ollie. What's up, Sith Heads? It's your boy, Ollie, dropping in to talk a little Game of Thrones with you this week. I'm going to switch it up a little bit by actually talking about the episode that you guys just watched. Now, Araj will be able to confirm to you that I am actually sending this message on August 14th at 11.30 a.m. on the Eastern Coast. Which means I'm actually sending you a review of the episode you just watched a week ahead of time. Now, how, pray tell, can I do that? Well, let's just say that Fernando and downtown Brittany Brown and I happen to have spies all over Westeros. So we know exactly what you're watching for these next two weeks. Just like we knew exactly what you would be watching almost every other episode of this season. So if my little birds are as accurate as they always are, you guys just saw Danny come in and save the group above the wall that's trying to capture the White Walker to prove what is going on to the rest of Westeros. And we also saw what I've been talking about for a while, the death of one of the dragons. And the thing I actually wanted to talk about is how big the reanimation of a dragon is for the overall story. Part of the problem with having a weapon as powerful as the dragons has always been how do you balance that to create some form of tension and some form of the story not seeming so fait accompli or one-sided. If Danny is all-powerful, then is there really any kind of challenge that needs to be overcome, anything that would get you worried. And a dragon against even a white walker attacking from the air, you would think is, you know, pretty one-sided even as much as it is for the Lannister army. By giving the Knights King essentially the same weapon which will allow them to cross the wall eventually and also put him on more of an even playing field with Danny and John and the rest of the living men, it creates a better story. And I'm not even sure if this is something that George Martin was thinking about when he wrote the series. I'm not sure if this was even part of his original thesis because his books are littered with the phrase, the dragon has three heads, which means that the dragon, the three dragons were going to have three riders. Obviously, that's not the case in the show anymore. So I actually think that while a lot of the season has been more traditional television and traditional storytelling tropes, 
Um, it was a nice change, and I think it will actually do more for the overall story and create a little more tension in this last season as we're, as now there is an enemy that is on par with the people that we consider the heroes of the story. So that's it, fellas. That's your boy, Ali, shooting out a message a full week before you've seen an episode. So if my spoilers are correct, which they always are, um, we'll do this again next week for uh, the season finale. And boy, oh boy, are you guys in for a fucking great episode for episode seven. All right, guys, punching out. Ollie, 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 Ollie. First of all, how dare you watch those two episodes before mm-hmm. us? Yeah. Second of all, thank you for that wonderful email. I mean, voicemail. You always know, send top-notch voicemails. Game of Thrones. So much so that people stop sending their Game of Thrones voicemails because they know that you'll cover all the stuff, <laughs> which is very cool. But thank you, Ollie. And you know what? How about this theory? How about there is a three-headed dragon? How about the Night King is going to be that third Rider. Rider. Mm, but the, where's the other one? Or who's the other one? Maybe it's going to be... John. John. Mm. So maybe that's that's it. And it, it was interesting when we were watching this, I said, right when they got stuck on that ice island, I turned to Boo and Les and I said, this is where the dragon's going to come in and, and die. And die. And this is where he's going to get his dragon. He's going to... One of them is going to save the day and the other one's going to die. So... Pat myself on the back for that one. Yeah, way to call it, dude. Just a little bit. Felt like Ollie for a second. You, you saw the episode before we did, didn't you? No, I did not. I did not. Absolutely Let's not go there, not. gentlemen. Let's just not. No, I did play. not. Did, right. you did you pull a less? Did you? I did not pull a less. No. And okay. uh, downtown Brittany Brown and Fernando, uh, how dare you giving Ollie that link and giving me that link? They were pushing it on me badly. And I had it but on you pause. Opened. I had it on pause. Yeah, you opened it. But I didn't watch it. I did not watch it. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ollie. So let's just talk a little bit about some of the highlights of this episode, right? So we some, <laughs> yeah, some, which will take about three hours, but yeah. we'll go through it really quickly. So Sansa and Arya really get into it in this episode. Yeah. Let's break this whole subject matter down. Instead of going scene by scene, let's just talk about their the conflict parts. Yeah. yeah. So Les, what do you, what do you think about this? It, it made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Definitely was intense sibling rivalry. I do like that Arya is putting pressure on Sansa. I don't think it's going to get any further. I don't, I don't, I think the most tense moments happen in this, in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a way of pushing Arya to a certain point and then all this is going to lead to Littlefinger going down. Mm-hmm. I think Arya is showing Sansa that I have skills. I've learned skills. You're going to look at my little spy bag and see what I got going on. And uh, just know that whatever you think Littlefinger is to you, he's gone. It's over for you. So, so you think Arya is testing? Yes. Okay. I think so. Okay. But what do you think? Yeah. No. What is it? The dialogue between them two, the uh, first on the little balcony thing, and then and then again in uh, Arya's bedroom was superb. It, was, it felt like... Uh, like uh, Quentin Tarantino tense moments. He, he does a great job of, <laughs> right. of making, you know, just two people in a room have, you know, more, the most tense time. And I was waiting for Samuel Jackson to be like, does he look like a bitch? <laughs> I was waiting for that. But yeah, uh, yeah, their dialogue. And I think Les is right. And I think we see when she, when she turns over the blade and, you know, the, it just scares the shit out of her, but doesn't actually do anything. I think, yeah, I, I think we have seen the, the full extent of where that's going to go. So I think I, I think they'll 
they'll be fine. And, and Arya knows that family is more important than anything. But what was that whole thing about the giving her the blade to show her that she's not going to hurt her? Okay. Okay. And that's the same dagger, obviously, that. Yes. The Valerian that, dagger. That Bran yeah. gave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It just made me feel uncomfortable. I didn't think at any point Arya was going to do anything, mm-hmm. but uh, I just don't like where Sansa's head's at right now. So hopefully Arya is playing. You know what? Oh, uh, yeah. But Arya can't make the face unless that person's dead, obviously. Yes. Okay. You should, well, you should kill Baelish real quick, put the face on, and then test Sansa that way. Ah. Well, that's not going to happen. That might happen. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> it would be. It would be. So th- th- So that's them. Now, how about let's talk about the fantasy fighting team that we put, they put together <sighs> and all them. They were epic. Now, they're, they're very, their characters are very predominant throughout the whole episode. We lose a couple. We first lose a couple of them uh, that we don't even know. Yeah, yeah, just poor bastards who got picked to go <laughs> the other side of the wall. Yeah, and I like how Baron pretty much told Jon Snow, you don't look like your dad. Mm-hmm. It's another little <laughs> tell there. You don't look like your dad. I knew your dad. Yeah. Maybe you look like your mom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. And unfortunately, uh, we don't lose Baron, but we lose his his buddy. The priest. We end up losing Thoros. We lose of Mir. Yeah, we lose Thoros. So he doesn't have anybody to bring him back. He was built up a little bit. Uh, yeah. In this episode, Jorah gave him props. He said, I thought you were the bravest man I ever seen. And then Thoros was like, I was just the drunkest. (laughs) Right. uh, Yeah. So And the hound felt for him. So... That was interesting uh, loss, actually. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to lose him because now he can't come back. Baron can't come back. Yeah, he's well, done. Well, you still have Melisandre out there. So Somewhere. she can be, ah. she can be utilized. Uh, she's, apparently she's never been able to re- bring anyone back. Except for Jon Snow. And that wasn't, like, Thoros was able to resurrect Dondarrion right away. Like, yeah. Like over eight, eight times, right? Yeah, six, six times. Six like, times. Boom. Like, he was able to do that. Melisandre apparently isn't as powerful as that, but. Yeah, she's out there, so there's a possibility to have someone there to revive people. And the the crew pretty much finds the Matterhorn out there. <laughs> yeah, giant mountain. Huge, giant white mountain. And then below it's a little at-at in the distance. I thought I was watching Empire Man, again. That, mm, and that, that fucking at-at came alive real quick. It was, it was a, a wampa, right? Was oh, that, that's pretty good. It's a wampa or it's the fucking the polar bear from Lost. Shit. Jeez, right? yeah, Combination. A zombie polar bear. Jiminy <laughs> crickets. That thing was fucking hardcore. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Yeah. And so they battle that goddamn thing. And, you know, uh, situations happen. But they were able to find things out after that because they ended up fighting the squad of a lieutenant and his squad of, of undead. And yeah. Yeah. It's a big thing happened, actually. Yes. So they end up, uh, John, right? John kills the, and uh, apparently Longclaw has dragon glass in. I thought it was Valerian steel. Okay. Well, either, yeah, that's a good question. I, yeah. cause, cause I thought, I thought dragon glass and Valerian steel are the only things that are able well, to Well, I think do Valerian that. still has elements of dragon glass. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, oh, okay. okay. Cause it, yeah. Um, and that kills the and lieutenant. It, 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 it knocks the whole squad out pretty so much. So we yeah. find out. That if you kill the the one the whites I, yeah the whites if you kill the whites that actually turn the dead people into the zombies those dead or those zombies go away so they the only way die. to kill that dragon is to kill the night king exactly and he's gonna be right in that so that's a big one well, we, and then yeah. Beric even says that he's all, all we have to do is kill him yeah <laughs> yeah he did say it. good fucking right luck him, yeah that's yeah. right so that's a, that's a big one because now they don't have to kill all the walkers 
what I'm liking about this too is every time we get a confrontation with the Night King, him and Jon Snow, their anger for each other it just it grows even, exponentially. Even crazier now. Even yeah, crazier they now. They look at each other and the Night King looks at him like, I'm going to kill you. I'm yeah. going to kill everyone you know. Mm-hmm. I'll just keep taking. And John's looking at him like, the more you take, the matter I get. I'm going to find a way to destroy. I was I was hoping when he's doing that whole fighting thing and he looks at him, you know, as the dragon's behind him and I was, you know, almost a, you know, come on moment, you know, yeah. say something. Come get you. Yeah, yeah, come you know, me. yeah. You want some? Come I get know, some. I know, I thought that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to scream something. Yeah, something. So they battle it out. They go crazy. Um, we're, we're skipping around a little bit, but since we're in the cold and in the snow, let's talk about what happens there. So they battle it out. Shit, great, great fighting scenes. And when, when Baron lights up his light, his, um, his lights, I was going to say lightsaber, when he lights up his sword, ignites the flame. It, it, dude, yeah. it does not, that, doesn't it look like Star Wars? Mm-hmm. And he holds it like a fucking Jedi. Yeah. Like it was that, so yes. fucking cool. <laughs> I was thinking how cool it would be to see Kit Harrington. In the next Star Wars trilogy mm-hmm. and have him be the lead. I would love that. Wow. That'd be awesome. He would be perfect. I, w- I would absolutely that love would that. obliterate box yeah. office records. Oh, oh my God. It'd be so great. It'd be so amazing. So the, the battle goes down. Um, Daenerys shows up um, against. In epic fashion. Epic fashion. Against when, Tyrion's decision. Yeah, they are. I mean, they, uh, they are. Advice. Ad, advice. Was it they're stuck between a rock and a hard place? This is <laughs> literally. John, John, the look on his face is we're fucked. This is going to end. And then, then there's just like this orange light over his head. Beautiful. All three dragons are just annihilating everything. Oh my God. Again, again production value. Way no, off up. the charts. Off the charts. Way movie the fuck quality, up. Yeah. cinematic brilliance. Mm-hmm. So and, and you know what? Daenerys. So, I mean, we can run it back a little. Yeah. yeah. Da- well, Daenerys place and, and Tyrion have been beefing. Yes, the confrontations have been getting very, very intense between them. And you know why Tyrion's doing it? He's trying to calm her down. He is trying to find a way to calm her down. She does lose her temper. She does act impulsively when she sees something or she wants to take care of something. Case in point. (laughs) Case in point. Gendry gets sent to run and he runs for his life. Gets back to the, gets back to the castle. Lets them know, hey, send ravens. Ravens get sent off. And yeah, against Tyrion's advice and counsel, she's like, I'm going to go do something. Mm-hmm. Good for her. God bless her. Yes. No, thank God. Because yeah. that would have been a lot of characters that gone in a one fell swoop. Oh, yeah, they would have, yeah, that yeah. would have been <laughs> literally like three quarters of the show. But she would have had a dragon and she would have had a th- uh, the three dragons still, mm-hmm. but she wouldn't have believed. No. Unless she saw it with her own exactly, eyes. Yeah. So that was insane. That yeah. was craziness. Unfortunately, that poor dragon. What a great scene, though, of him falling into the water. Yeah, and, and then well, I understand the Night King is powerful, and he's got kick-ass weapons, and he's got an army of the undead. But that spear toss was incredible. That was when I when I saw him aiming up, I was like, "Is he just going to chuck it?" I was like, "Holy shit!" That's definitely awesome. gold gold medal standard. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and back to Ollie's uh, voicemail. I don't think he really needed the dragon. No. No, with, with an army some, I think this is just a prize to take. Like, mm-hmm. and it just well, sends a message of like, yeah, yeah, I can fuck you guys up. Well, yeah. I well, it's really gonna be a can th- fuck million times up. easier with a fucking dragon. Oh, nowadays, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the fact that he can just spear the other two down at any goddamn time he wants right. to, because he almost did it. Like he yeah, legit, yeah, yeah. He was aimed one. up and chucked it. Think about go. this. Think about this visual. He, he gets over the wall. 
with the with dragon, the dragon doesn't shoot out fucking fire; it shoots out ice. Yes. So it freezes people, turns them instantly into fucking walkers. Oh no! And it showed that he had no, so, he had an immunity to fire. He so walked straight he walked, through that yeah, wall yeah, he, of dragon. He chilled fire. it. Yeah, he chilled the fire. Yeah, oh, I know. Him. But, but but think about this. Let's say he has zero walkers with him now, zero, and just him and the dragon. He can go over and make as many as he wants now. In theory, yeah, he but does, doesn't he still have to touch people? Or, or I, I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. no. At hard home, he didn't die, touch anybody. He just raises his hand. That's and, right. And oh raise. yeah, yeah. The meme. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so think about That's that. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that has you know. It make, it's going to make more a lot easier. Yeah. Mm. Right. Well, basically, it tips the scales toward them for sure. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. That was just so fucking sad. But yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. And the look on uh, what is it? Uh, Amelia Clark's acting. Beautiful. Superb. She's awesome. She actually looked like one of her children had died. Yeah. That was, that was fantastic. You feel for her. Mm-hmm. And when it actually happens and you see her face, you're like, Oh God. And not only her face, look at everybody else's face that's on the dragon. Yeah. While, and they're staring at her. Mm-hmm. Look at that yeah. situation. Great acting all the way yeah. around. It was just a great scene. Mm-hmm. Oh God. It's amazing. So let's talk about Daenerys and Jon Snow's situation together. So. <sighs> Obviously, there's hints. Tyrion tells her something about the people that you named. They all were in love with you. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like went, well, he's not in love with me. Right. And then, they, you know, she played it off. So she's now full born, like born in love with him. Like you can tell. See, see, but the people that she named is, is she afraid to love anybody now? I, I, well, I or... think it's going to, if she falls in love with somebody, either they're all going to die Something's going to happen to them, mm-hmm. or it's going to make her make the wrong decisions. She's, I think she's she's not going to think uh, strategically well. She'll, yeah, she'll, exactly. she'll do something for love instead of what she needs. What needs to be done. Well, of the people she named, Drogo died. That's what I'm saying. So, so that's but, that's the first one that spurred yeah. her into not loving anybody. After Drogo that. died, Jorah, she's never going to truly return, like physically return to love. Yes, Dario, she had to leave. She could have taken him she, with She could have, but she's like, she broke it off with him. And now she has John. Which, yes. But, but yeah, and John, we'll, this time, we'll see this time John was feeling it. Oh, yeah. You're feeling it 100%. And then she pulled back while John wakes up. Which was crushing. Yeah, which is crushing for him. But he, I think he understands. And I think she understands now that they have feelings for each other. So, But there's no time for that. There's mm-hmm. no time for that right now. And let's go back real quick to John surviving that crazy scene with him swimming. And, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. when uh, yeah he tells the because the Night King is going to take out uh, Drogon, uh, take you know a second dragon. Uh, yeah, so so John tells her to leave, so they have to leave uh, leave him there. So they just they leave, and he's just there to fight him by themselves. And he gets uh, uh, chucked into the water. You think he's dead? He fishes his way out, which is amazing and he tries to walk away tries to walk away the walkers you know notice that he's still alive they run after his ass and his uncle's name is Benjen 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 shows out of nowhere nowhere. save another lord of the north yeah Mm -hmm. he's a badass yeah and if I'm not mistaken in the books he he has his character is pretty built up right uh well he's he's supposed to be corn cold hands I, I think uh, he's uh, he's just binging in yeah. the, in the show, but right. Cold Hands is supposed to be uh, his character equivalent. Yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah, who's All been right. running around just uh, raiding by himself and pulling off solo missions. Okay, gotcha. I like it. I like his character, but but he ended up going out. <laughs> he ended he, up going out, and he's done. 
They did a Walking Dead go out so on him. So we lose Thoros of Mir. We lose Benjen. Benjen Stark. We lose a dragon. We lose either Viserion or Rhaegar. Rhaegar. I don't know which one. One of the two. Yeah. I think Rhaegar's the green one. Okay. And then Viserion was the black and gold one. Yes. So he's gone. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Uh, Before we move on, I want to read a quick email from uh, Rob. Sent us another email. Thank you, Rob. Loved your email last week. And (laughs) he has a quick, quick one for us. He says, questions for the three of you. Do you see any scenario where Cersei ends up on the Iron Throne when it's all said and done? I know it seems unlikely, but her survival instincts are way up. Any way we see Cersei's sitting down on the Iron Throne at the end of this thing? I think if you want riots, we'll see that. Uh, no, no, because I think it would be cool. It would be cool to have a bad guy, but uh, I think uh, what's his name, Jamie, won't let that happen. Because in order for that to happen, some terrible things would be done, and he's he's already stopped terrible things from happening once. And I think he'd be willing to do it again. Okay, he put. How about? Her marrying John to keep the peace in Westeros, while Danny takes the Dothraki and the Unsullied back to Essos to restore some order there as queen. Crazy, sure. No crazier than Les casting himself as Grey Worm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's awesome. Yeah, hey, take what I could get, man. Kendall McGee. Yeah. yeah, and he said, "Sorry, Les, but I am down with you about bringing back the Thundercats action figures." So he's all about it. <laughs> all right, man. Thank I, you. I really like the reboot and wish they could have done a second season. They did. A, they did a reboot of the Thundercats. Uh, yeah, it was on Adult. It was on Cartoon Network, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Keep keep up the good work, Rob. So yeah, his question is about Cersei's and if we see Cersei's. What do you think? Last you think we see Cersei's? I mean, even that scenario right there is gonna leave a lot of bitter it's there's not enough salt or sugar in the world to swallow that pill <laughs> down with. That would cause riots, man. I mean, yeah. fans would be like, You're fucking kidding. But I that would have it would have to be something like that. Some kind of through marriage. But Jamie is a jealous man. When it comes to Cersei, I don't know if he'd be able to have to share her again. Uh, you know what's uh, what's interesting is like we've talked about this. HBO has a history of fucking up endings for for their shows. Yeah, so. and that I mean, would I mean that it, would be something they could kind of finagle. Mm, what you're talking about there, Rob? I but hope not, Rob. Let, I hope like not. I said, that right there, like is there is not enough whiskey, <laughs> not enough salt, not enough sugar. There is just not enough to swallow that pill down with. Um, I don't think she ends up on the throne. I don't know if she ends up. Alive. No, she has to. Yeah, she may have to die. Yeah, because there's no way you keep a snake mm-hmm. that you don't keep it alive because it eventually it will bite you. So yeah, she's. I think she's gone. Yeah. And then and then that situation would never happen because Daenerys, although to fight the Night King is her new uh, prerogative right now, not the Iron Throne. But once that's over, she wants the throne. She's going to have the throne no matter what. Die trying, she's going to have the throne. So there's no way that she would allow, for forget John Mary Cersei, there's no way that she's going to allow anyone else but her sit on the throne. Not only that, I don't think Cersei's would stop wanting to kill everyone. Yeah, and exactly. That, yeah. is, that has potential to oh, yeah, be no, no, no. Absolute power. on the throne. She, she will so. not allow two dragons to no. be chilling there. And she will not allow Jon Snow and Daenerys to have their little... Friendship, al- you know, alliance going on. Yeah, no, so, not yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. If it does, holy yeah, she hell. she uh, she had all of Robert's uh, bastards killed. Yes, over the days, babies. Oh, yeah. Jo- Joffrey did. Joffrey did. was it Joffrey? I thought yeah, it was oh, yeah, Joffrey. No, it was Joffrey, Joffrey but- said, "I heard a rumor about you, and and, and I heard a bad rumor about you." Oh, you, and you Uncle. and Uncle Jamie, yeah, yeah. And then he had already sent out a decree because he knew that 
his dad was humping around. So uh, he sent out the decree. It was okay. A Never mind. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. So this episode definitely gets our Sith list certified thumbs up. Correct? Absolutely. Yes. Fantastic. I cannot wait to for season uh, seven finale, which is next week. Don't say that, man. And then and last season, we have to wait a year, right? Or Almost two, two years. Twenty nineteen. Right? No, no. Okay. Why twenty nineteen? I said that on. I said that on Rogue One this last week with Johnny. And he said, why would we wait till 2019 when it'll be 2018, June, when it's out again? No, they, 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 there's no guarantee at, at to which uh, season eight's going to come out. They've, they haven't said yet. HBO okay. hasn't said. But they usually take a year. There's a rumor, though, that it might take longer. Well, Holy fuck. Yeah. That, that, yeah. <sighs> I heard a rumor. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, well, let's, let's hope not. Yeah. We have some uh, voicemails and other emails, so, and it has to do with Game of Thrones, some of it. So let's listen. All right, this voicemail is from Josh. It has some Game of Thrones in it and mm-hmm. other stuff. So let's listen to Josh. What is up, Sith heads? It's Josh here. So I'm going to go ahead and leave the Game of Thrones voicemails to our boy Ollie because I think he's got that covered. And you know what? You've all read the books. I haven't. So as far as my Game of Thrones knowledge, it's very limited. I will say this, though. Holy shit. I am addicted to Game of Thrones like I am addicted to LaCroix because I drink probably two or three cans of those a damn day. <laughs> that and Star Wars. I probably have Star Wars just intravenous, just straight hook, hook me up to the vein. Anyway, I've got a question for you uh, that is not uh, related to any of that. Uh, I'm curious to know how you might remake a movie... Uh, from any franchise, any other medium, so like comic books, could be manga, could be a graphic novel, could be anime, but it's not like an original movie, or, or a novel, but it's not like an original movie that was written, you know, for a movie. I'm talking about like a remake or something. But how would you remake the film to either be better or to be different? Because it, you don't have to pick a bad movie and then try and remake that. But anyway, let me know what you think. Um, you guys are awesome, super knowledgeable, really fucking enjoy the podcast. I've told a couple people about it, and they uh, they should have been uh, downloading that this week. So if you got a couple of new downloads in the in your uh, in your stats, that's probably why. Not toot my own horn, toot toot to toot and coot, but you know, just wanted to let you know. Spread the love. Take care, guys. Bye. Josh, thank you, man. Thank and thank you for the voicemail. And thank you for letting other people know about our podcast and for the nice words. We really appreciate it. And yes, I've noticed a lot more downloads over the last uh, two or three weeks. So thank you for your uh, your your uh, suggestions, not suggestions, but your pushing forward of the uh, Sith list, spreading the word, spreading the word. Thank, you. I'm fucking thank you for spreading the word. Mm-hmm. A little hungover today. So yeah. we had a long couple days. Just some of you in the DM group got videos. I don't, I don't even think Les knows, and Boo knows, but I sent some videos off oh, last night. Sweet Jesus! Who? In the Rogue One Army DM group, and maybe in the Game of Thrones of who? Group of all, all of us, us or just yeah, all of us? Oh, yeah. I sat. My so we apologize if there was some. Yeah, I think you were sitting. I didn't do much. Else. So, um, great question. By the way, I, for me, it would be Godfather's Three. Now, Ooh. I think Godfather Three, if they remade it. They would have changed the choice of having Sofia Coppola in it. 
they would have definitely bought, brought back Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. And I think they could have made a better movie if they didn't go to the Pope side of things in Rome and kept it in Italy. Or I'm mean, not Italy, kept it in New York or kept it in Chicago or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love Danny Garcia. Side. Yeah, I love Danny Garcia. Yeah, but I thought they, the storyline could have been better. I don't think it's as bad as everybody claims it to be, but compared to number one and two, I can see why people are upset about that 100%. But as, as a standalone film, it has one of the greatest catchphrases in history in it. They pulled me back in. Came from Godfather 3. So that would be mine, buddy. Godfather 3. How about you, Les? I mean, the scope is large, but I would say all the X-Men movies. No. Okay. But I'm not going to do that. Okay. Uh, you just did. Yeah, I just did. But I'll, I'll narrow it down to one. Um, X-Men First Class. Hmm. Oh, wow. And the reason what is the for fuck? me, and I, I've said this before, just put the original five X-Men in there. There's no reason you shouldn't have been able to do that. Oh, I see what you're saying. There's nothing saying, like, I understand you want to change a few things and all that stuff, but why not? Why, I mean, why not give us Iceman, Beast, Jean Grey as Marvel Girl, Angel, the real Angel, not, you know, some chick with fly wings, even though she's Angel also in Generation Next. But, yeah, just give us the original five X-Men. And roll with it. It's not an issue. It shouldn't be hard to do. Okay. That's exactly what I would do. Give you the original five X-Men and you may not even have to do them fighting against Magneto. You can have the whole friendship thing too. I'm okay with that. But you should have made it the actual first class of X-Men. Nice. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. Go ahead. Even though I love that movie. Yeah, no, it is, it is pretty good. Uh, for me, it would be the, uh, the Hulk movie. The one with Eric Bannon oh, by, by Ang Lee. Okay. Uh, I thought what he was doing was ambitious and it was different. A, a good, yeah, a different idea. It was a good idea. And what I liked most is how he used, uh, Bruce Banner's abusive father as the ammunition for the alternate personality of the Hulk. I've, I, I've always enjoyed that when in, in the comics when they expanded upon that and actually gave a, a reason and a, and a face to, uh, why the Hulk exists. I thought that was a great idea. I think they should have done that more. And then also more, I think what would have been great is more inner monologue between uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulk within his own mind. Mm. I think that would have been really cool to see. Yeah, we haven't seen that. No. And uh, and more, uh, just more Hulk moments. Just, you know, stuff like that. And, and a better villain. I, I understand him fighting his father is important. But uh, mm-hmm. but a better villain, I think, would have been great. And yeah, that's what, yeah. So so the art style was a little bit, little bit too much. Mm-hmm. I see where he's going, but yeah, that's that's how I would make it better. Those are good ones. Those are actually really good ones. So yeah, thank you, Josh. Thank you for that. Uh, that's a great question, man. Man, appreciate it, and keep them coming. Keep those voicemails coming, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna read our email real quick, and it has a lot to do with Game of Thrones, and but the beginning has something to do with Star Wars from the Whim. Okay. Yeah, our boy, the Whimmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually left us a nice uh, email. So he goes, hey, guys, listen to last week's show with a discussion about the Chosen One and the potential of Luke thinking it was Kylo. Here's a thought to add to the discussion. How does Luke know about the prophecy? Maybe his books? Yoda dies right after he confirmed that Vader is his father. Is there a cutscene between then when he tells him about the Chosen One? I'm confused. In my opinion, Luke would be the Chosen One. He rids the universe of the Sith all the while riding the lines between light and dark. 
Don't forget he goes all Sith when he force chokes the guards at Jabba's palace. Just my two cents. Also, on the Star Wars front, any speculation about the next standalone film? Ha! I think we got that answer, buddy. Yeah. Personally, since Rebels uh, wet my appetite with a little nugget, I'd love to see the story of Tara Visla, the first Mandalorian Jedi. Oh, that was actually really cool. Hmm. Uh, the Darksaber Mandalorian issues going way back in time would be an epic story and take the saga to many new areas with potential of so many great new characters. Fingers crossed. Well, if you listen to our episode with Steel, he definitely wants it to go to new areas and new characters, mm-hmm. and uh, that would be a great idea. I don't know if they're going to do that uh, specifically with the Darksaber and the Mandalores, but I wouldn't mind it. I would love it. Buddy. Yeah, that'd be awesome to see. Yeah. Also, Game of Thrones. Here we go. There were a few things in my head that needed to happen. Otherwise, I would have been pissed, and they all happened in the last few episodes. First one, the dragons responding to Jon Snow. In the books, not in the show, there is a prince from Dorne who believes that it is his right to marry Danny, which he carries a Targaryen bloodline, so he thinks he can command the dragons all along with Danny. He can be king. In comparison with the show, this happens with sons of the harpy try to kill Danny at the arena and the dragons save her. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That did happen. The Dorne prince tries to ride the dragon and dies because he isn't the right one. Right after I read that, I thought, that's the immediately going to respond to John. Done. The second part, I was tapping my fingers, awaiting, was the return of Robert Baratheon's bastard. Still haven't figured out the significance. Maybe he's one of the one who caps Cersei. Ooh. I don't know. That's a running question is who's going to cap Cersei? Mm-hmm. The last one, Arya's direwolf returning. I think is more of a significant feature. Again, headcanon. I thought that the wolf was going to come back, leading all the other wolves and they would come back and help in the fight against the White Walkers. Remember, Bran can take control of animals, yes. not just the Three-Eye Raven. What do you think? Huh. Well, um, God, maybe that's something we're going to see next episode. Like, how about this? Maybe the Direwolf comes back mm-hmm. and to save the day at the very last moment. Kills uh, Littlefinger I, or something like that? No, no, Littlefinger. No, no, no. He's saying they fight against the White Walkers. Why can't we go bigger than that and have Bran warg into the Fallen Dragon? Well, I don't well, know if Bran can warg into the dead. Yeah, could, and plus the Night King would just kick him out. Remember? Remember he kicked him he's out very of the sensitive to the, yeah. to the Night King and the dead. Maybe he that would be cool, full though. harness on his powers, because in, in the books, from what I know, he's like Professor X. Yeah, he's extremely powerful. He's yeah. like extremely powerful. Hmm. So, Interesting. we have another season to go. Who knows? True. Yeah. yeah I, John, I don't know who's going to take out Cersei's, by the way. That's 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 up in the air. I wouldn't bet on anybody right now. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I would love it if 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 it were to be like uh, Jamie. Well, Arya wants to. Oh that's, yeah, that's her goal, mm-hmm. right? But I think yeah, I said before. I think Jamie's going to sacrifice himself and do it. Yeah, like Romeo and Juliet. Kind and of Romeo thing. and Juliet. They're Just both going really down. Weird. Very very weird. <laughs> so that and he go he goes and uh, goes on and he took our challenge. Remember mm-hmm. we challenged him to go see uh, the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Even though he was going to go see it anyways, he loves Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Also. Went and took one for the team and saw The Dark Tower. <laughs> is it the best Stephen King movie? Is it, a, is it a great movie? No, it's not. The thing I liked the most, I felt like Stephen King, which we know studios love to fuck up. Idris Alba was great, and so was Matthew McConaughey. When I read The Stand so many years ago, I actually pictured the man in black in my head as McConaughey. Oh, that's really cool. Now, for perspective, I only read The Gunslinger, which I didn't really like too much, so I never read any other Dark Tower books. So I wasn't disappointed that the movie didn't loosely follow along. The person I went with isn't a Stephen King fan, but he liked it. So take take it as that. It's worth the red box rental. Just keep in mind that I'm really like I really like Batman vs Superman. 
<laughs> Love the show. Can't wait for the next one. And it would totally be hot pie. He's casting himself as hot pie. He's casting himself as hot That's pie. That's awesome. Totally the hot pie. Your baker, you. a, pr- a primo baker. Good for <laughs> awesome you. Bread, awesome awesome Thank you, buddy. That was great. That was fantastic. Thank you for that email. And thank you, thank you for taking your time out and do hot it. Hot pie. That is awesome. <laughs> you got hot pie. I already cast it. Yeah, done. You already cast it. All right. So I think that my... Oh, no. We still have one more. Mm. So let's listen to Chris Willis from Cross the Pond ah. over to UK. And he's got a voicemail. So let's listen to him. Hello, Araj, Les, and Boo. It's Chris Willis here. Just wanted to fill you in on uh, Jerome Flynn. As you know, he plays Bron in Game of Thrones. What you might not know is that Jerome has had quite a varied career in the UK. He first shot to fame in a TV show called Soldier Soldier, where he played a Jack the Lad type soldier alongside Robson Green. Now, this was a long-running show for about five years or so. Um, very popular at the time. Believe it was around about the nineties-ish. In one of the episodes, uh, Jerome Flynn and Robson Green sang "Unchained Melody" on the TV show. The uh, producers were inundated with requests from the general public to buy this song. Um, and super producer Simon Cowell, unfortunately, was drafted in to help the guys launch a record career. Um, they went on to sing such songs as the White Cliffs of Dover, amongst others. The Unchained Melody single uh, went on to become the best-selling single in 1995. It stayed at number one for seven weeks and sold 1.9 million copies the duo went on to be nominated for several awards uh quite a few at the smash hits awards which is the equivalent of your teen choice awards in the states they then released a couple more singles uh i believe and what becomes of the broken hearted so without further ado apologies for what you're about to hear when this whole world starts getting me down And people are just too much for me to bear I climb way up to the top of the stairs And all my cares just drift right into Enough of that. Anyway, that was a taster of the musical stylings of Jerome Flynn. Take it easy, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Wow. Chris, I don't know what to say about that. I want to rush out on Spotify and find it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if I'm happy with it. Yeah, it is a little weird. 
It, Kudos to the man. The fact good, that he can sing good for and, him. Yeah, but I didn't know Braun was so uh, musically talented. Gentlemen, yeah. I think that is just a testament to how much it takes to be an actor from England. Well, you just have to have the musical chops, the combat training, the <laughs> range to, to go you have from. To do everything. Huh? You have to know how to do everything. Yeah, you have yeah. to be able to ride a horse. Yeah, they teach. True, they yeah. run the full spectrum. So yeah. that's very cool, though. It's very cool that yeah, they had a successful career too. Yes, yeah. and Simon Cowell got his hands on them for a little bit. You know, Simon Cowell gets your hands on you. You're going to make millions yeah. no matter what. Yeah. At least for a little run, at least. That's true. <laughs> but uh, thank you for that. That was awesome. Thank you for playing that song. Yeah. I was like snapping my fingers yeah. while it was going on. I'm going to rush and find but out. But he still looks great in a leather Spotify. tunic. Yeah. Oh, he looks, he looks around, better. Trust me. Ass, Chris yeah. put up a tweet with a picture of both of them in this band. And I was like, oh, no, say it ain't so. <laughs> I was like, that's not my brawn. That's not my brawn. <laughs> so thank you, Chris. So we're going to end the episode, this little mini episode. We're going to apologize for not talking about Gibby. Gilly. Gilly. God damn it. Maybe that's I tried, why, guys. I hey, think I tried. Maybe that's why listen. we didn't talk about her. I fuck her name up all the time. See, <laughs> see, but I, I think the reason why we didn't talk about it, because it's kind of self-explanatory. And I also think that it's not that it does. I, I think show-wise, it's going to mean nothing. I think it's just for oh, okay, us. Bro. I think it was just for the fans to be like, holy shit, that's cool. Well, here's the deal. But I, but I don't think it's ever going to come up again until much later. Somebody told me, I think it was last while we were at work, that she that book could be still with her. Be, only because that is her studying book mm-hmm. that to Sam read, gives yeah. her to learn how to read. Mm-hmm. So maybe that book's around and maybe that book is going to come and play. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. But I thought that was a nod to the wow, fans. You're just yeah. so nonchalant about this thing, Carlos. Look at you. You're just I know. Like, hey, I yeah, got really maybe. upset. Mm-hmm. But we apologize. And that's why I put that clip in there. I realized afterwards that we glossed over it. Um, because, you know, Sam glossed over it. So if fucking Sam glossed over it, then we gloss over it. That's yeah, just exactly, how it goes yeah. here on the Sith list. You don't need to know about his 15,000 something something shits. 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 Shites. Shites. Yeah. There won't be a shire, Mary. Yeah. Sorry. I had steps. That. There's yeah, 50,000 steps. So there you have yeah, it. Yeah, she said steps. Yeah. <laughs> she just took it and she's like, no, no, steps. no, no, no. Steps. What does Alnomont oh, mean? mean. Oh, no, what does Nemesis mean? <laughs> what movie? What movie? What movie less? Oh, that's from uh, Snatch. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Bricktop. That is. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this first standalone Game of Thrones mm-hmm. voicemail email extravaganza. Um, if you're listening to this, we have emails and voicemails that we're going to get in next week. So thank you for sending them. Trust me, we have them. We're going to read them and we're going to play them. We just ran out of time between Steel and this episode. We had a great podcast evening, so mm-hmm. we apologize. And thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning into this as well as the last show. Um, and we will see you on episode number 55 next week of The Sith Race. Oh, 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 oh,